Welcome to Paddy Talks, brought to you thanks to Seed Golf Balls, who deliver you affordable to a performance, same performance, half the price. Check them out at www.seedgolf.com and try them today. I played the Seed 2 Pro Plus, which is geared for lower spin from the driver, a lower kind of ball flight, more run out, and gives me an extra check and control around the greens. While I might be out of control, the ball certainly isn't. Before we get stuck into this podcast, if you can all do one, well, let's do two things, will it be, folks? Can we all leave a review? Wherever you listen to this podcast, leave a review. Give me some feedback what you think of the episode. Five stars if you can. Maybe not one. I think they're at least worth four. The second thing is, if you can go to at the golf house, so that's the golf HSE. We're looking to create a community over there. Have fun. And in time, when we're all out of isolation, set up some workshops, golf days, events, sell some gear. We want to grow the game, introduce new people, young kids, people of all abilities and disabilities to the game. And in time, build a world-class facility. So if you want to learn more about that, head over to Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at the Golf HSE. Tag your friends in the comments, in the posts, share it in the WhatsApp groups. Let's build this community together. Now, this is the part of the podcast before the fancy intro music where I tell you it's on the show. And I'm very happy to tell you, we have Mick Malone telling us all things Trackman. So do you know your numbers, folks? Now, roll it there, Colette. I mean, it, listen, we talking about practice. Joe Bradley told us the production line was finished in Kerry. Wait, Joe Bradley, what do you think of that? Donald Donovan is the left quarterback. He hits it. He hits it. It's over the bar. Oh, holy Moses. It's all on this. Thank you for pressing play. On today's show, we have sales director for Trackman, Mike Malone. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, Paddy. Thanks for having me. No problem at all. And this time, in these times of isolation, everybody's looking at every different way for trying to play golf within the confines of their own home or maybe the backyard. Hashtag backyard golf. Um, so this chat might be quite apt. Um, but before we get into Trackman itself, um, Michael, what's your earliest memory of golf yourself? Oh, good question. I, I guess I was playing golf from a very early age. My dad was a very good player, actually a North of Ireland amateur champion. He won the, uh, the North up at Portrush in uh, 1980. And uh, so I guess I've always been following in his footsteps, being my brother, but I played at Beaver Park since I was, I think I was the youngest member there at nine years old. So I'm, I've been a member of Beaver for over 30 years, which sounds quite scary when you say it like that. Um, but uh, my earliest memory, memory of golf is definitely just watching Seve on TV. Oh, what a memory to have. Um, so in terms of, uh, you come from good stock then, in terms of golfing, um, golfing families. Um, I snuck onto LinkedIn and kind of did that whole um, catfish check. Where you, know, you came from and all that. But how, so you came from working in IT and software. So how did working for TrackMan come about? That's, yeah, it's actually quite a good story. I mean, I um, I was exactly it, working in IT and software um, for quite a few years and uh, have, having had studied physics um, in my uh, college days, I actually just came across Trackman because the pro at my golf club at Beaver Park in Belfast, and then Michael McGivern was the pro, or is the pro there, and Mike was one of the first in Ireland to actually have Trackman. And I came across this orange box, which told you how far the ball went and what the club was doing. And it mixed my passions of golf and physics and IT. And I just thought, wow, this is uh, this is something I need to know more about. So 
back then, which is seven years ago, I emailed Trackman and gave them my background and told them who I was. And just very lucky, very, very good timing, Paddy, the right place at the right time. They were looking for somebody in Ireland and, and uh, here we are seven years later. Absolutely smashing. I'm a, I'm a qualified process and mechanical engineer, so if you need an assistant, uh, just let oh, me know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so for, for, for anyone who's not... Um, for anyone who's not been on the planet, I suppose, with the last 10 years um, and they're listening and they're, they might see it in their club but not know what it is, can you give us a high-level explanation as to what TrackMan is? Yeah, sure. Well, obviously, it's evolved a long way in the last 20 years. You know, TrackMan, TrackMan Zero, let's call it the prototype TrackMan 20 years ago, where Klaus and Frederick, who are the owners of our company, they met in Klaus's garage and you know, devised a plan to design a radar that tracked golf balls, you know, at basically a driving range. I mean, Frederick, who invented TrackMan, Frederick was uh, is a radar engineer, a radar expert and physicist. And he was tracking, at the time, he was tracking radars to track projectiles, which is ultimately missiles and, uh, you know, more of a of defense and, and warfare products. And then Klaus asked him, well, could you design a radar that tracks a golf ball? And he did. And, you know, we've come from TrackMan 0 and TrackMan 1, which were the size of a mini fridge, which just tracked a golf ball, to right up to TrackMan 4, which we have now, which is actually what we call multi-sensor technology. So TrackMan 4 has two independent radars plus a camera, which we use all three sensors to track the golf ball in the golf club. But ultimately, the, I mean, the, the core technology is Doppler radar. So Doppler radar uses microwaves bouncing off a moving object to give you the, the distance, the speed, and obviously some more information about how that object's traveling. So our core, our, you know, our core technology is still Doppler radar, but we've moved in the last 20 years to a device that has two radars plus a camera. So we're doing optical tracking, radar tracking, and then backup radar tracking just to actually yeah, qualify the results. So um, I, there's a lot of tech in that box. I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot. I mean, I suppose that's what... You know, what our belief is to use all technology to make our unit as accurate as possible. And I'm sure if you look around social media, you'll see all these arguments and, and discussions on what's more accurate. Is camera more accurate than radar or vice versa? And what we say is ultimately camera and radar both have their advantages. And we now use both. We combine both to have the most accurate device on the market. And, you know, that's why there's so much packed into a TrackMan probably the biggest gripe we have is, you know, the biggest question we get asked is why is TrackMan so expensive? And when you look at what's actually in there, it's pretty easy. And what it does, which I'm sure we'll come to, that's uh, the easiest way to explain it. No, definitely. When, when I put it out to the, the few people that follow me, the main question back was, well, why is it so expensive? And, and I'd have, like, my immediate reply was, well, look at, like, you're not going to get a BMW for the price of a Ford. You know, um, yeah. that's, that's the kind of analogy I put on it. But um, it might be the official word from Trackman, but it's the Paddy Golf um, explanation as to the cost. In terms, of- I have to admit, I've said that before. So no, no, I think that's a fair, a fair synopsis. And really, I mean, for us, I mean, I understand it's a significant amount of money, and there are there are cheaper launch monitors out there. Um, and really, every bit of golf technology is excellent. I can't talk badly of any technology as long as the people using it know how to use it and know its limitations. And the big thing about TrackMan is it's not just a launch monitor. It's, it's a golf simulator. It's indoor, it's outdoor, it's putting, it's video. You know, there's a lot in there and there's more that I could probably list. But 
it's just a it's a very versatile package with lots in it. No, absolutely. So can you quantify how TrackMan and in this case TrackMan Four is beneficial for a playing professional? So someone on tour, like I've been a couple of events like at the Irish mm-hmm. Open and it was like um it's like a professional's handbag. Everybody has one. Um yeah. so what's in it for a playing professional, no matter what tour, what's in it for a teaching professional mm-hmm. and then for golf holics like me at home? Yeah, very good question. I mean the I think the point of TrackMan is it does all these things. You know, TrackMan, the TrackMan 4 device probably has 20 features that any golfer could use. But if you looked at a Tour Pro using TrackMan, they probably only really use 10% of its functionality. So a Tour Pro is going to use TrackMan to track their their distances, obviously use the normalized feature to work out how far a ball goes from week to week. Because a Tour Pro needs to know, well, what's a golf ball going to do at the Irish Open at the inch? <laughs> when it might be 15 degrees although it was pretty nice they had a handy day they had a handy first couple of days but Saturday had quite some of them yeah might have got down to 15 and then the following week they might be playing in Sun City so what's it then doing at 40 degrees at 2000 or 5000 altitude so that's what the Tour Pro uses it for you know looking at their launch angles or spin rates fitting their clubs to suit that week but then you look I mean that's only 10% of what TrackMan can do then you look at what a coach might use it for which is video lessons putting their clients on tests, you know, actually testing players' abilities. Um, coaches will obviously use, you know, the club fitting feature if they also play the optimizer, if they also fit golf clubs. And then the end user, the golfer, the amateur golfer of any level can use it for simulated golf. You know, they can play St. Andrews or they can play Royal Port Rush, or they can just use it for working on what what tools or coaches giving them to improve their game. So the, the amateur golfer might just work on their face angle or their club path or their attack angle. So, Within that TrackMan, you know, universe, there's 20 or 30 different features that one TrackMan 4 can provide, but different facets of the game will obviously use different, uh, use the different features. No, definitely. Like in, in my own opinion, and I suppose experience using TrackMan, I would say the golfer at home or golf clubs who have a facility, they actually get the absolute most out of a TrackMan compared to a Tour Pro when everybody thinks, oh, TrackMan just for pros, you know? Exactly, and that's maybe that's maybe a perception that we're trying to change. Because you're right, I think people still feel like TrackMan is for elite golfers and for you know the best golfers in the world, and um, you know that maybe just golf pros and coaches. But really, what we find is the players that actually get the quickest and most significant benefits from TrackMan are actually the kind of the mid to high handicappers, the twelve to eighteen, who so just need to understand how to hit a little bit further. You know, be a bit more efficient to hit it past your lads on a Saturday and your four ball. And then how to get the most out of your game? No, absolutely. You mentioned a couple of terms there that, that I'll ask you about. So normalize is one, and normalize is a term that I think I have my head around, but not sure. So what does normalized mean? Yeah, so that's that probably one of the key features in TrackMan for using it outdoors because we can hit a golf ball. So I might hit a golf ball on the range at the hinge, you know, or a tour pro at the practicing for the Irish Open will hit a golf ball at the range at the hinge. So that will tell that player how far that golf ball has gone real-time at, say, 17 degrees Celsius at sea level with the wind. So how is the wind affected the golf ball? Then if I normalize that shot, it'll tell us how far would that ball have gone without the wind and at any temperature and altitude that we can specify. So I could actually set the temperature and altitude of Sun City, which is you know 5,000 feet, 6,000 feet, and 40 degrees Celsius. And with that button, we could actually then say, well, how far would that golf ball have gone at Sun City? So it's great for tour pros who move around every week to different conditions. And then if these guys are practicing on a Wednesday for, again, let's say they're practicing up in Scotland for the Scottish Open, 
but there's a strong wind, they need to be able to turn that wind off to find out how far would the golf ball go on normal conditions. So it's a great for the caddies and great for the players to then work out how far a ball is going to go. It's also great for any level of player just practicing to see how, how much the wind affects your golf shots. So it's pretty much normalized as basically turning off the wind and then turning on, you know, what, what temperature and altitude do I want my ball to recreate? No, absolutely. So like if I'm, I'm not, but like if I'm um, used to playing in Portugal, but then suddenly mm-hmm. I've a, I've a week in the West of Ireland, I can use TrackMan like the pros do to, I suppose, work out my gapping across my, across my bag. So I can bring exactly. what's normal to me to the West of Ireland or if you're going to Switzerland where they're playing at massive altitude and um, that's where yeah. it's a massive crans, I think. Yeah. And um, that's definitely on my, my map to get to his crans. Oh no, it's just my, my first event when I started working with Trackman in 2013, my first event was currently Omega Crans Sorcier. And I still walked around with my jaw down for three days. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually the one other thing that this would do for the amateur golfer taking Trackman to the range is you can hit range balls. You can use those really rubbery, terrible 80% golf balls, the limited distance ones. And when you normalize, it tells you how far would a premium ball have gone. So that's great for any level of golfer practicing with range balls. No, brilliant. So is there a difference then between indoor and outdoor Trackman? Um, it's the same chassis. They're obviously licensed and programmed differently, but an indoor Trackman is obviously licensed just to track limited ball flights, say three to 10 meters into a net or into a, into a projector screen. And the outdoor track man is, is then licensed to track the full flight. Are they different models or are they just different settings within the, within no, the hub? Similar build. It's, uh, it is just a, it's a different configuration, a different license firmware and software in the, in the device. Oh yeah, gotcha. So let's just say I have a track man. What are the array of, I suppose, simulated play or games or, or training that, that's available on it? It's, it's very cool. I mean, we've really just moved into virtual golf in the last maybe, let's say really commercially, our virtual golf package has been live for just over a year. I mean, um, probably about 18 months ago, Klaus, who's the, the CEO of the company, decided that he wanted to bring virtual golf in-house. Previously, we would have used the e- TrueGolf E6 package, bolted on the TrackMan, which is a fantastic package. I mean, we still do use it with some customers, but Klaus decided that he wanted to then, rather than selling the software of a third-party company who wanted to bring that in-house. So we bought a we bought a company called Perfect Golf, and you'll still see it around the Jack Nicklaus Perfect Golf, which is the one which is used quite a lot in the online golf tour. We bought that company, and then we do all the development of the golf courses in-house. So if you load up your TrackMan 4 software on your laptop, you can now go in and play 65 golf courses. You can play a long drive tournament that looks like, you know, the spotlights of the Remax. You can have, you know, there are seven or eight par three courses for kids and beginners. So even somebody who's never played golf before could go on and play a par three course off the front tees and have a bit of fun. And that comes back to it being for all levels of golfer. But we have close to the whole challenges. We've captured the flag challenges. So probably one of the big things in this, Paddy, is trying to make, we discussed it earlier, you know, trying to make TrackMan more accessible to every level of golfer, breaking down that perception that's just for tour pros. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So kind of make it more gamify a certain aspect of it to, to make it more, uh, I suppose, uh, attractive. More fun. Yeah, definitely. And that's indoor golf is just is absolutely hitting an exponential curve now. You know, we've seen it in America. It's starting to happen in Scandinavia. I think it's going to come here soon. Um, if all the madness of the world hopefully calms down soon, you know, indoor golf is on the, incline, on the increase in, uh, you know, in the world of golf statistically. And it's because 
beginners and non-golfers can play in the safe safe environment of a of a golf bay where they maybe don't have you know i think people are deterred from starting golf because the the, the practice ground or driving range is quite a nervous place to hit balls people watching you but indoor golf's a bit more private and you can pull the curtain over and just and get a lesson or hit a few balls without too much pressure I'm playing golf over 20 years and there's still for certain establishments in the country and in other countries, you nearly say, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough to go in there yet. You know, so imagine what it's like for people who don't play golf at all and they're expected to rock up to a golf club and, mm-hmm. and start partaking in something that they're, they're massively uncomfortable with. So yeah, I definitely see that simulated golf or indoor golf is the way to go forward in terms of, especially in growing the game. Like look at it, um, David Keaton discussed it in the podcast from last season. Yes around um in japan and in the asian countries that's where 80 percent of their golfers come from is is from simulators you know so yeah absolutely yeah screen golf they call it it's huge i mean screen golf in uh, in south korea is absolutely off the charts i think there's something like six thousand indoor golf facilities there i mean and that's just such a huge market and it's you know due to obviously very densely populated cities where they can't get golf courses and memberships are 50 grand um, we're lucky to have the space to have golf courses, but for, for people learning golf and, you know, that, that kind of perception again, that learning golf, you go onto a golf course and you maybe have a four ball of older, you know, more experienced gentlemen behind you pushing you on and it just ruins the experience where people can learn in that safe environment and you have nobody behind you and you don't have to worry about pace of play. And it should, it definitely should grow the game and get more people into it. No, absolutely. Like if I wanted to play a port rush, um, if I have to know someone to get a decent tea time um, sure. but I'd have to drive so it's about three hours from where I live then it's about a six hour round and three hours back so that's 12 hours yeah. but if I, I actually play at Port Rush down in the facility in the Hinch in 45 minutes there's that too and my my little boy was there behind me reading a book so you know I, I, I wasn't gone for 12 hours and um, yeah so there's definitely that side of it as well so I, I was just going to ask you know did you and please give me your honest feedback I mean when you're going up the 18th there and you see the view it does feel like you know you get that kind of feeling that you're there don't you absolutely like I was kind of rushing my way through the round because I wanted to play calamity um to be honest <laughs> but um no it's, it's 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 one of the best experiences in terms of simulators that I've been on. Do you know what I mean? Um, very lifelike. Um, the rough is definitely very lifelike. Um, in terms of trying to get out of it. So, but yeah, but it's in terms of, um, it's not just hitting the ball at a range. It's not just hitting the ball into a screen. Um, you know, you're focusing on a shot, and it's it's the the shot is very much replicated to to to, to your performance. So, um. It yeah. was for me anyway. I shot eighty four, so it's pretty standard. Oh, uh, so, um, not about doubling me handicaps are pretty standard. Um, something that's uh, you see a lot of the pros use, and it's kind of a benchmark for a lot of coaches as well, is the TrackMan Combine. So, can you explain what the TrackMan mm-hmm. Combine is for me? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's been around for many many years before even I joined TrackMan. So, so we have a product called our Performance Center and then Test Center. So it's it's skills testing. You get a score out of a hundred on every shot based on your proximity to proximity to the hole. So you know if, if you're within half a percent of the hole, you get a hundred out of a hundred, and then the you know the cone of accuracy goes out. Uh, the combine is just a standard sixty shot test. It takes you from. 60 meters up to you know your longest iron and gets 180 meters and then driver 
um, and those sixty shots are scored out of a hundred, and at the end of it, you get your you get your score. But what's lovely is at the end of a combined test, you actually then get a score to each distance. So there's ten different distances you can then you can then see where you're strong and weak. So you might be strong to ninety and hundred meters, but realize you're terrible to one hundred and fifty and one hundred and sixty. Well, then you know what you need to go and work on, and of course. You might decide I need to work on this distance or maybe I need to get a club that suits that distance better. So that's why the Tour Pros would do that test a lot because it's kind of like a it's like an MOT test for your golf game because it tells you exactly where you're strong and weak. I, I actually listened to on a podcast during the week. Eric Andrews Lang was Tiger. I don't know if he uses Combine, but across all stats, he was number one on Tour for proximity to the hole from 160 to 205. And, and yeah, that, very that's good. why um that's why he was number one in the world basically because that that was the range that it wasn't you know 50 to 100 you know it was the longer either yeah, okay. so, and that can be said for anywhere in that if in terms of dispersion so like if my weight yeah. dispersion is plus or minus 15 yards i'm probably on the fringe of the green but the dispersion mm-hmm. with your six iron could be plus or minus 30 yards so and, and that's where you make up the shot so definitely um i've not done a combine before but it's definitely on the second something myself and my coach will, will, will be looking to do trackman putting that's something that came on came mm-hmm. online a couple of years ago now so why yeah why is trackman good for putting well we developed trackman for basically to be a putting analysis system um I suppose the simple answer is if you look at every putting, let's call it putting tool or putting training aid, and there's so many good ones out there, all of them emphasize or put emphasis on the stroke, making the perfect stroke. And what we've realized at TrackMan is, it's a bit like the golf swing, making the perfect pretty golf swing doesn't always mean a perfect golf shot, you know, as in, you know, form doesn't equal how good it looks. And we looked at putting and there was no putting device that actually tracked the ball in its full journey. So Frederick, again, who's the inventor of TrackMan, said, well, this TrackMan 4 has two radars and a camera. Let's see if we can design it that the camera tracks the ball, the radars track the club, and do some other clever stuff and build a putting analysis system that tracks club and ball. And we've designed this incredible system that gives you all that information, including video. And really, we just saw a gap in the market. We saw a gap where we didn't have a putting analysis system that told you what the golf ball is doing. And as we know, the most important thing in putting is getting the ball in the hole, not making a perfect stroke. So now we can track the ball, we can measure the stint, we can measure curvature. We're doing some work now with the aim point guys to do some green reading tests. I mean, we're doing some really cool stuff based on more about the outcome than the cause. Now we do track the stroke, but what we've realized is, again, I'm sorry to sound like a broken record, but a perfect stroke doesn't mean holding putts. A good stroke and reading good greens and hitting the putt with the right pace and direction, both putts. So what would say are the, are the, the key insights and data you're able to pick up on from, from the putting stroke? Well, there's, I mean, there's nearly 30 data sets or 30 parameters on putting now, but what we measure is obviously the stroke. So things like the stroke length, the attack angle, the club path of the stroke, but then we measure the journey of the putt, which for us is the most important. How far does that ball skid? How much of the putt is pure roll? How much does the putt break? What's the pace of the putt when it reaches the hole? Because some really good stuff and uh, I'll, I'll maybe send you a link to a couple of brilliant books and one of our one of our top coaches uh, Gary Nickel who coaches out of Archerfield in Scotland he's written a book called The Lost Art of Putting and really the skill in putting is controlling pace because if you think of any level of golfer they'll never miss a putt eight feet wide but they'll very often hit a putt eight feet short or long 
So controlling pace is hugely important for putting. So controlling the quality of your strike, how much does the putt skid before it starts to pure roll? And really then that insight is a better putter is a putter who can control the pace of the ball. Because you can, you know, a golf ball isn't going to go in if it's at a pace where it's going to roll four feet past, which is why it's crazy that we always talk about, I need this one for the half, I'm going to give it a go, I'm going to hit it harder. That's the craziest thing you can do. <laughs> the ball's not going to go in. The effective hole size is a third of the size of the real hole if you hit the putt too hard. So you have to have it get it right in the middle. So actually being able to control pace is probably what I'd recommend any level of golfer to do rather than working on the perfect stroke and hitting it, you know, holding 10 eight straight eight-footers in a row. When do you get 10 straight eight-footers on a golf course? Never. Never. Um, especially especially Nace Golf Club. <laughs> I've never been I've never been to a place. Uh, I think every green, every green, every putt breaks at least twice. There you go. Yeah. So green reading is probably your skill. And the green hints are pretty slippery as well. A little bit. Uh, some, just one more question on putting is, is that skid versus roll factor? So I got fit um, for a putter and for golf custom, and that was the main thing I took out of it. Great. It wasn't that, oh, it's one degree up or one degree down or toe hang or mm. all of those lovely things. It was actually the insights I got back about my stroke that um, I my by optimizing the putter, my skid went from, I think it was 19% to 12 Yeah, wonderful. Well, that's obviously, that's a great putter fit you've got there. I mean, Derek and Dave at Four Golf understand what makes a good putter because a lot of the time we'll just put our emphasis on, you know, the, the, the head balance and the ability to keep the face square, which is extremely important. But as we've discussed now, Paddy, the best way to improve an angler golfer in putting is to improve their pace control. And if the guys can get your skid down, which means the putt, the putt rolls quicker, it improves your distance control, and actually, I mean, there's a really there's a there's a fact and you know an easy to communicate stat is elite golfers, tour pros will become will improve their putting or become better golfers by holding more putts inside 15 feet. Anybody from a five handicap and above will improve their golf scores by three putting less, and that's I mean that's statistics. That's a very <laughs> a very simple uh, you know communication of a very complex statistic, but we've done those statistics and. Ultimately, any golfer who is not a tour pro should really work on three putting less. And how do you do that? You work on your pace control. Now onto a subject where I think most listeners will be very interested and keen on. And that's, uh, and it's actually something I didn't know Trackman took care of uh, yourselves, was um, home simulators. Yes. So I previous to this, I thought, okay, I need a home simulator. So I go to simulated sports here in Dublin mm-hmm. or I, like I, I do it myself. So I need to buy a trackman from trackman. I need to buy a project from somewhere else, but you actually do the turnkey bit as well. Yeah. From my knowledge. We do. Yeah. So can you explain that the options available? Is there different levels? I saw there's, um, there's a flex cage solution simulator, which is, can be put up. I think someone put up in their pool. Yes, uh, but it can be done in, in half a day. Um, so, what are, what are the options available? We do. I mean, we we have all options available, and we, we still do a lot of work with JP at Simulated Sports, who do brilliant uh, solutions. And then, you know, of course, a lot of customers will also just buy the TrackMan from us and maybe stick up a net and a frame in their garden or in their garage. So, we probably, you know, the simple answer, Paddy, is we have ranges right from that, you know, what we call that entry level self build right up to the fancy, you know, turnkey bespoke solution that your, uh, you know, your premiership footballer might might order, um, which is, as you say, maybe a converted pool or a converted barn or something like that. Um, but really, yeah, we have we have simple solutions which can be up in half a day, uh, right up to bespoke solutions which include cinema systems and fancy surround speakers and you know thirty meter squared putting greens. So 
we, we do the whole array and you know, our team from Denmark are very busy in Europe with those installs. Probably not a massive customer base in Ireland. Most of my projects in Ireland would be the kind of the more the, the self-built home studio where somebody might convert a garage or a basement and put on a projector and a frame. But we, we offer the full package and your Trackman 4 now includes 65 golf courses. We're just about to add about another 10 golf courses. Um, uh, you know, off the record, we're just, you probably heard that we have mapped the hints. So that will be added to the library very soon, plus some very cool Ryder Cup and PGA Tour courses. Well, it's on the record now because it's on the podcast. So um... it is on the podcast. No, that's what okay. There's a couple I can't tell you about, but I can definitely tell you about the hints. I don't <laughs> <laughs> oh, good man good man so in, in terms of cost like home simulators yeah. in general aren't cheap um and i think that's why some people go mm-hmm. diy for i suppose the the screen and the enclosure and the projector and then the main expense is, is possibly on trackman so i've, I've heard different ranges of uh, you know of fifteen thousand or, yeah. or, or so for the unit i suppose the best option for people is people to get in touch with you or or, or the sales team on mm-hmm. that in terms of pricing models though something's very interesting um I've seen, I think everybody has seen in isolation, namely because a lot of the tour pros are using them or celebrities or whoever, but Peloton bikes have a very interesting model. So rather than pay whatever it is, £2,000 or euros, they it's like they, they finance it. So you pay, I think it's 60 or 70 per month, and then you subscribe to their app. And then once the bike is paid off, you're left with just the, the monthly fee. So do you see that as an option going forward to make like the at-home simulator? Yeah. Um, that bit more attractive or attainable. Um, do Trackman see that in terms of coming down the line in terms of more of a subscription model? It's a good question. Yeah, I mean, it is something we discuss every year at our annual meeting, you know, because the whole world is going to that kind of subscription model, aren't they? You know, even just online purchases and, you know, whatever it else is, iTunes and things, you know, it's, there are very few things now where you just buy the unit up front and the asset, maybe cars, I don't know, but I mean, you can still, you can still lease some PCP cars, but it, I don't think it's on, it's being discussed. I don't think it's on the immediate roadmap because, you know, if you look at a golf simulator, you're quite right, you know, you're probably talking about 10 to 15,000 euros for the track man, and then you need a projector and a computer. And there's probably a, there's probably a bit more hardware and asset value than the likes of Peloton, which is very cool by the way. But you know, we, the discussions we have every year, which we're always asked about is, you know, do we make a, an end user track man, a pocket size track man, and you know, do we then allow a, a rental of a sim? I don't see it in the next year or two, but it's certainly, you know, we, we have to adapt as a company. And if that's what people want, we'll try our best to do it. Absolutely. You actually took um, the next question out of, out of my mouth was, will there be an entry level track man available soon? Yeah. But I suppose um, it, it depends on what the market wants. <laughs> Something that... It- that I do see a lot is golf clubs putting in studios. So is mm-hmm. it, is that something that's on the rise in terms of golf clubs putting in a studio? And what would you suggest for any clubs or members who might want to recommend it to their committee in terms of getting one? What's the possible ROI or maybe schemes you've seen in clubs to make that studio affordable for to put in place? Well, th- yeah, thanks for that. I mean, let's you know, let's say a studio costs you twenty to thirty thousand euros, something to that effect. You know, and if the club already have a room in situ that's suitable, um, you can you can maybe shave a bit off that. But in the in the in the yearly budget for a golf club, it's actually not a you know, it's it's not a massive uh, percentage of what they spend and what they have in budget. But it's just I just I can see from the US market and from the Scandinavian market and from the Middle East market, even in markets that don't have a winter, they still want indoor golf. And 
many many golf clubs, as we know, aren't very well run, and unfortunately, when times are bad, they have to go. To, they seem to be saving money, but it's the golf clubs that actually invest that seem to be doing a lot better. Because if you have some a couple of indoor bays that where your golfers, if the course is closed, guys can stay around and have something to eat, and maybe have a drink, and maybe play golf. Or if it's horrible weather, your pro doesn't have to cancel golf lessons and cancel his fittings. So having that indoor golf solution, you know, it extends your season. It it cancels out the, the big drop in the winter season because people are still around the golf club. So it's something we're really trying hard to change again, change that mindset for golf clubs that number one indoor golf is, you know, is super expensive and isn't realistic where it is realistic now and it's affordable and it keeps people in your clubhouse. And that's a massive part of it. And it also helps your pro make money all year round. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, the Irish market always kind of, or let's call it the UK and Ireland market, always kind of adapts slower than the rest. Um, but I think we're going to see a drastic upturn in that kind of indoor golf. And again, you and I discussed it earlier, it gets people into golf. It gets kids and beginners and ladies who maybe don't want to go out in the golf course. It gets them into your golf club and spending some money in the bar and the restaurant and, and gets them gets them in, in the gates, which is what we need for growing the game. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, there's some great insights there in terms of what tracking is all about and the ROI of it and um, why maybe clubs should be investing in in something like it. Um, this is the part of the podcast where everybody definitely tunes in for and it's the quickfire Q&A, Michael. So are you ready for this? Please, yeah. So what would your walk-on song be? Oh, my word. <laughs> That's tough. It's got to be something from Queen. 100% I'll find one uh, Jim Jim or pizza Jim Hat Visor or a Keelan Rafferty Bucket hat <laughs> Hat Happy Gilmore or Tin Cup Oh Happy Gilmore Guinness or Heineken Guinness Le Hinch or Port Marnock Oh that's tough Le Hinch Good man Walk or cart uh, Walk definitely Don't like carts Win the Masters or win the Open Oh shit! <laughs> Win the open. Good man. Would you rather drive it three hundred yards every time, or never miss a ten foot putt? Never miss a ten foot putt. Strokes gained. Instagram or Twitter? Uh, Twitter. Play or practice? Play. Great stuff. Thank you very much for your time, Mike. Looking forward and really looking forward to what you and Trackman bring to the market next. Enjoyed it. I hope to meet you very soon. That was Michael Malone of Trackman. If you are interested in putting in your own simulator at home and you want to get in touch with Mike or his team, all the details around that are in the show notes below. Or just Google Trackman and you'll get those details. Thank you very much for pressing play on the show. If you can, please do head over to www.pettygolf.com and sign up to the time sheet there. You can also listen to future podcasts there. I would really appreciate it if you can leave a review of this podcast wherever you're listening, whether that be podcasts or Spotify. And yeah, share the show with your family and friends, folks. Until we teed up again soon, I'm Paddy. Paddy.